welcome to the Exchange Church Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram at Exchange Houston. The following message is from our lead pastor, Jared Brooks. It's hard to wake up, but let me tell you something. It was easy for me to wake up this morning. I woke up with an expectancy, amen? Amen. So I woke up expecting God to do something. I know that's crazy on a Sunday morning, going to church and everything, but uh, I believe it this morning. I want to uh, welcome all of our guests. If you're, if you're new here, if you're a guest, welcome. Uh, you can text the word welcome if you'd like to this number, 832-772-7375. Bam. Or you can text the word loop if you'd like to that same number. And uh, we want to get everybody checked in and connected with us. Um, I have a couple announcements I want to make everybody aware of this morning, and uh, these announcements are going to cause you to have to get up out of your seat in a moment. I know, that makes everybody uncomfortable, but you got to help me out, okay? The first announcement, the first announcement is this coming Wednesday night, that is in three days, uh, on the 5th of April. We are having our first supper. That will be at Hector's. It's right across the the parking lot over here, Hector's. And uh, so we'll meet there, drop your kids, youth off here, and then we'll meet there at 7 o'clock. Now, the reason this one is a little bit more important than some of the ones in the past is because if you are connected with us on Facebook, you'll notice that we have, uh, I did a Facebook survey um, this week. I did a Facebook survey and asked everybody, uh, to name some interest groups that you'd like to be a part of. We had 110 comments. That was awesome. But I, broke, I took everybody's suggestions, everybody's comments, and I wrote them onto the side. And then I started putting marks by uh, every comment that more than one person said that they want. We have seven groups, interest groups, that have at least five or more people that want to be a part of that or that would, are interested in that. That's pretty cool. And so this coming Wednesday night at, uh, at Hector's, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we're going to launch these interest groups. Uh, I am working this week on finding us a location to play basketball. I'm not just working on a place to play basketball. We're working on a place to play basketball, and we want to start a three-on-three or a four-on-four league. And uh, so we want to start a league so we can have a couple games going at the same time. It's, it's really going to be cool. But we've got interest in golf. Fishing, we have interest in shopping, and the lady said, I'm getting hallelujah. All right, and the men are like, shh, be quiet. Um, but we have interest in bowling. Uh, but, but these interest groups aren't limited to uh, sports and athletic things, okay? So uh, somebody put painting um, and crafts. We want to we put together a group that's interested in that kind of stuff, the crafty, artsy side, some of the paintings and things like that. So if you're interested at all, uh, be here Wednesday night, and let's talk about it. We're going to go to Hector's and discuss all that stuff. So now if everybody could get up and move to the center aisle, you could just stand, that's fine. But I need everybody to get up and, and move to the center aisle, stand. All right, we're going to do a... We're going to do a run-through, okay? We'll see how much I can see. Okay, we'll come right here. We're, we're going we're gonna to get in a video here. Okay, everybody? Now, now, this is important, okay? Not everybody does this on Sunday morning. We do this on Sunday morning. All right, y'all ready? Okay, here's the announcement. 
Y'all ready for the announcement? Okay. All right, Facebook family and Exchange Church. This Friday night at 6 o'clock on the 7th, we're having our family night, okay? So all of these people behind me are going to be here this Friday night. And we're going to play spades, and we're going to play Texas Hold'em, we're going to play cornhole, ping pong, you name it, we're going to play it. The youth are going to meet here, and they're going to Urban Air, and the kids are also going to have some awesome things planned that night. So be here this Friday night from 6 to 10. If you can't make it till 6.30, no problem. But we're all going to be here, and we're looking for you, right? Okay, you may be seated. Nick and Molly just moved to the city and can't agree on what they want. They are young and energetic and looking for a new church home. We'll take some personality tests, tour the sites, ask some questions, and based on taste, experience, and location, we'll find them the perfect congregation. I'm Corey Clark, and welcome to Church Hunters. We're so excited to find a church. We just started dating. Um, with the churches we go to now, just not, like for us, just not really doing it for us, you know? Right, I, I go to a satellite campus. I just find it hard to connect emotionally with a video screen. It's just... Okay, you cry during Cake Boss. So like, we've been doing a lot of services online, a lot of podcasts. There are a lot of preachers we do like. Really good, but we want we want serious yet funny. Yeah, like commanding of the stage yet relatable, you mm-hmm. know? We're more looking for uh, the humor of Andy Stanley with the body of Stephen Furtick. Hey guys, What's I'm Corey. Good to see you. My name's Nick. This hey, is Molly. Hey guys, welcome to Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. So while it is traditional, it's still pretty current. Just okay. this year, the pastor started untucking his shirts. Oh, Ooh, that's wow. good. Big deal. He does dress his age though, so don't worry. He's past the Osteen suit phase, but he hasn't gone full Giglio yet. Okay, oh. so there's holes in the knees or no? Well, it's frayed, but no holes. Frayed, oh. no. Okay, got it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So hey, let me show you around. Okay, right, let's come on. Do it. I do love this lobby. It's a great lobby. You know, yeah. it's not too big, not too small. Yeah. It should be enough room to catch up, chat with your friends. But here's a great thing. There's a bunch of side exits, so if you need to leave early and catch the game, you can do that. Got it. Yes. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name. No, First Baptist? Who names a church that anymore? I just... Not these days. We're looking for like a Thrive Church, maybe Relevant Church, I don't know, Radiant Church, something. This is the soundboard they use here. Now remember, it's pretty traditional here. So, when Sunday comes around, they turn it way down low. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah. But the one knock on this church, they still use the child care numbering system on the screens. Ooh, oh. for the yeah. Or as the moms like to call it, the sanctuary walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> the Sunday morning experience was just a little too traditional for, for us. For us. I mean, the pastor's main point, 157 characters. I can't tweet that. I really think you guys are going to love this place. I like we it. We do. We like Feels it. Great. Yeah. You know, it's diverse, but it's not like too diverse, you know? Scripture heavy sermons? Oh, or, yeah. 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 What about uh, as a community oriented? Absolutely. Great. Oh, women in ministry? The parking situation, you guys got to see it. Super rare nowadays. <laughs> come with me. There's like a, a maybe for when my parents we'll come into to town yeah. for a church for Christmas. Easter type of church. Like a holiday Holidays. type church. One of the main reasons that I love this church for you guys is that on your personality test, Molly, you scored high in service and hospitality. Oh, babe. And there's a great welcome team you could join. Perfect. Okay. And then Nick, you scored really high in need for accountability. Wow. And the men's groups here are amazing. 
just you're just gonna put that out there. Hey, just God like knows that? your heart. Okay. <laughs> On the next episode of Church Hunters, I think you're really gonna love this place. They take relevance to a whole new level. This church identifies as interdenominational. This pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. <laughs> the Tumblr Bible. Gotta get one. Gotta get one. Make us relevant. Be here next week and you'll see part two of uh, Church Hunters. But uh, I am excited that you're here. Are you excited to be here? Woo! Eric, could you do me a favor? I give you $20. You go get me a bottle of water out of the office. Out of the... All right, stand with me, as I know that you guys haven't sat for very long, and, and, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to do uh, Biggest Loser, so we're all trying to cut a little bit here, so we're going to stand up and sit down, but if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number three, um, and I know most of you are going to follow along on the Sky Bible, so we're going to read Acts chapter three, starting with verse number one. It says this, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Everybody say, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting, everybody say expecting, to get something from them. Father, I pray right now over this service, God. I pray over every person that's in attendance. I pray those for those that are listening this morning on podcasts, God, that you will bless our hearts. God, we've come into this place expecting you to do something powerful in our lives, and we receive that right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Listen, we're going to talk about expectations, okay? Uh, the, the series that we're going to, to hit on over the next three weeks or so is going to be called Manifested Expectations. Um, Jay Nelson, a couple weeks ago, he said it during a service. It's been being said often throughout this whole year. We keep hearing the word expectation and expectation. It keeps happening. So I was praying a few weeks ago, and uh, at this, this word, it just it won't go away. And so we're going to talk about expectations. An expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case in the future. An expectation is a belief that someone will or should achieve something or will profit, right? Eric has now an expectation that he should receive $20, right? That's an expectation that he has, that he should have a strong belief that he might receive or profit, right? That's what an expectation is. We all have expectations, right? We have expectations every single day. You guys, ladies, you woke up this morning with expectations. Whether you thought about it a lot or not, maybe you didn't have a lot of expectations about church or your relationship with God or anything like that, but you had an expectation about the traffic or about the weather, about your day. I know when I wake up, when my kids wake up in the morning, I immediately have an expectation. Okay, and it depends. They can wake up all just, I mean, they can wake up, and, and Peyton especially. When she wakes up, I know what my expectation is for the rest of the day. Because if she gives me that look, I have an expectation this is going to be a rough day. Okay? 
Um, Parker, he'll wake up and he'll just rub his eyes and look at me and then just smile. I have an expectation that he's going to be in a good mood. That's how expectations are set. We have expectations when we go to restaurants, amen? Come on. Somebody say big amen. I know today, if you go out to eat after church, you have an expectation. You have an expectation for the waiters and the waitresses, right? I have an expectation that they keep my Dr. Pepper or my sweet tea full, okay? That's an expectation that I have. I have an expectation that when I order food, that it's going to be fresh, right? That they're just going to go back there and make it. I have an expectation that when they bring me my food, it's going to look like it says on the menu, okay? You know what drives me crazy is when you, when you order and you don't even order like by the name. You just point at the picture. You're like, that's what I want right there. And I have an expectation that it's going to look like that. And they bring it out and you're like, can I see that menu again? That ain't, okay, whatever. Okay? There's an expectation, right? We have an expectation at work. Amen? You have an expectation that when you work, you expect to get paid. Amen? Not everybody, I guess. Some of you are like, I mean, I don't care, whatever it is. It is what it is. We have an expectation that uh, other people are going to do their job so that we don't have to do it for them. Man, well, you guys, you're struggling this morning. We're not quite, we're like, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know. We're afraid to say anything out loud. He might call us out. We have an expectation at home, okay? We have an expectation that people pick up after themselves, right? Oh, I got a lot of, you know what? I saw nudges. I saw nudges all throughout this crowd this morning. And uh, wow, that's personal. We have expectations that when we flip on the light switch, Lights will come on, right? It's just an expect. We have expectations when we get out on the road, okay? We have an expectation that people will go on green. We have an expectation that people will stop on red, right? We have an expectation that people will speed up on yellow, okay? That's an expectation that we have, okay? That is an expectation. I, we have an expectation that people will use blinkers, Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to open up the altars right now. We're going to begin to pray. It's powerful. We expect those things, right? That is an ex. What? Oh, it's getting personal. I'm sorry. Lisa's nudging. Lisa's nudging. <laughs> but we have these expectations. Every single relationship in our life, we have expect expectations. You have expectations of me, and I have expectations of you. Oh, some of you are thinking about it now. Some of you are texting your friends saying, you should be here. <laughs> He's expecting you here. <laughs> but we have expectations. They're just expectations that, that come naturally. Now, I told Eric, I said, I'll give you $20 if you'll go give me a bottle of water, right? So Eric created this strong belief that I might give him $20. And so there was a part of him, whether he admits it or not, that expects $20. That's an expectation. So Eric, come here. Come here. So I'm going to give him $20. Now what just happened was that expectation manifested itself. Okay? This, this is a... Man run, run. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave the church because your mama said right back there, but, but I would take it and sit down. M to manifest means readily perceived by the eye or understanding, evident, obvious, apparent, plain. 
Manifest to, means to make clear or evident to the eye or understanding. To show plainly. To make a reality. Okay? So I gave Eric $20 and I made a reality from his expectation. And that's a manifested expectation. When you expect something and then it becomes real. Okay? And that's a manifested expectation. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. But we have to have a spirit of expectancy to have our expectancy manifest into a reality. Okay? Now, when I was writing that down, I was getting confused. But I want you to look at that. We have to have a spirit, Eric, of expectancy to have your expectancy manifest itself. If he doesn't expect anything from me, then I'm not going to give anything to him. Right? Right? If, if he would have brought me the water and then left the rest of the day, well, I guess he didn't want his $20. He wasn't expecting me to pay him $20. He left, so therefore I'm not obligated to give him $20 because he has no expectancy of it. So there has to be an expectancy. If you don't expect anything to happen, more than likely it's not going to happen. That's the problem today in churches all over America. They all, they're people right now, even, even, I don't want to say it, but I want to say it, even in this church, there are people who walked in this morning, and you have really no expectation, it's just church. I'm going to get the family up, we're going to get dressed, we're going to get in the car, we're going to go to church, we're going to have church, they're probably going to sing, someone's going to talk, we're going to leave. The band's going to play. We're going to say hi to people that we recognize that we see. We're going to get in the car. We're going to leave. You're, you're probably this morning, we're already thinking about plans after church for lunch. And a lot of us come to church on Sunday mornings with no real expectancy. You, I, you don't have to say a lot of amens there. You don't even have to nod your heads. I just want you to think about that. I want you to marinate on that thought for a second. What it is that, that, that drives us to expect something incredible. Let me tell you something. And you write this down if you're taking notes. The spirit of expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. Okay? If you want God to do something in your life, you have to expect God to do something in your life. God wants to do something today, today. God expected today for us to want something from him. And if you have an expectancy for God to do something, God is going to do that in your life today, okay? And, and, and this is, I am totally convinced of this. No one will ever be able to change my mind. But I'm convinced that every single time we meet together, Everybody who wants something out of church is going to leave having received something from God. And everybody who comes with no expectation is going to leave the exact same way. We just wasted one and a half hours of their day. Well, I mean, the music wasn't all my favorite. Whatever. Well, you know, Pastor Jerry, he's not my favorite. Come on. That was a good place. You know, never mind. But what I'm saying is, is whatever you want from God today, it is yours. It is absolutely yours. But you have to have an expectancy. You have to expect that God's going to do something in your life. There's an old saying that says this. Prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. Okay? So if prayer is the key and faith unlocks the door, I believe that. 
Do you believe that this morning? But here's the difference. Expectation is what drives you to actually walk through the door. Why? Because you expect something on the other side. Okay? Now, if in, in just a regular scenario, if I would have said, Eric, hey, go get me a, a bottle of water, he would have done that because Eric's a nice guy and he respects me. But there's times that maybe mama might say, Eric, go get me a bottle of water. Why? Now, I know this is a hypothetical, okay? Because none of the teenagers in this room would ever go, why? They would just hop up real fast and do it, right? Because you are super obedient. <laughs> they're just staring at me like, they're not going to shake their head because they know mama's looking at them in the back. So they're like, I'm just not going to look at you. But there's something, when I offer $20, there's something that drives him to go because he's, I'm going to get paid for this. There is an expectancy. There is something on the other side of this door. If I follow through with what I've been asked to do, I'm going to get something in return. And that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. Sometimes it's just the fact of God asking us to be obedient. Us asking to receive something from God, being obedient to God, and then expecting something to happen. If you go back to that chapter, Acts chapter number 3, and you read verse 1 all the way through verse 8, you're going to find out that there's this lame man. Okay, he's crippled. The Bible says that he had been crippled since birth. A lot of scholars that you read, you, you can see a few different opinions, but most of them all believe he was around 40 years old, okay? So this crippled guy, he's been lame. He's been carried out to the temple gate called Beautiful. He's been laid, he's not been brought in. He's been laid at the temple gate for some odd 40 years. And he's been put there to beg, to ask for money. One version says to ask for for alms, okay? So he's laying out there and he's got his cup or he's got his hat or he's got a box or whatever it is he puts there. And as people go into the temple, he lays out there and he begs for money and he asks for money. But this particular day, he focused on Peter and John and he stopped them and he asked them for money. Then Peter said to him, look at us, look at us. He gave them his attention. He was obedient. Expecting to receive something, Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. The man was expecting something from them, and God took his expect expectation, and he went above and beyond. He was wanting money. He was like, give me some money so that I can eat. Give me some money that, so I can provide for my family. Give me something. And Peter and John said, look, we don't have what you're asking for, but what we do have in the name of Jesus Christ. And they said, stand up on your feet and walk. And this crippled man was made whole. God met his expectation exceedingly, abundantly, above all he, he could ask, think, or hope hope there's an expectation that manifested right there no longer was he having to ask for money he was now able to provide for himself sometimes our expectancy goes above and beyond what we can imagine there's three things that happen with this guy that i want you to catch this morning and, and three is the number of fullness, okay? Three represents fullness. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Death, burial, resurrection, body, soul, spirit. Three things you need for a fire is fuel, heat, and oxygen. You remove any of those things, you don't have a fire. This man had the power of three because he asked, he was obedient, and he was expecting. 
He was expecting something from God. Some of us, we, we've lost expectancy as a church. We really have. And I, I was thinking about that a lot this week and, and the last few weeks is we've lost expectancy. And I know I've shared this story before uh, about when we went to, to the Brownsville Revival, Pensacola Revival. Some of you don't even know what that is because it's, it's been gone for a while. But years ago, there was a revival that lasted years, and, and worship albums and CDs were being produced out of this revival like crazy. Uh, and it was just unbelievable. People at camps all over and churches all over were singing these songs. Y'all remember any of the songs from the revival era? Uh, look what the Lord has done. Anybody know that song? Look what, that came out of Brown's Revival, or... Um, uh, Take back what he stole from, I went to the enemy's camp. I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Anybody know that song? Took back what, and everybody does emotions. I took back what he stole from me, and I went to the took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet, and everybody starts dancing. He's under my feet. And then that's when the revival breaks out, and everybody jumps. Woo! Jesus, Satan is under my feet, and they start high-fiving. And then they put these three songs together, and they go back and forth between the three for like 45 minutes straight. Until you're so soaking wet from sweat, right? So we go to this revival, and, and we had to go take a, a van to Tallahassee, Florida. So we stayed in Pensacola, and I was going to go to this revival for the first time. I had been watching it on video for years. I had been, you know, hearing it. It was huge. It was a big deal. They had services every single night for years, Every single night, and, and I'm talking 10, 12, 15 years, wasn't it? Every single night they had services. So I, we, we show up, and I know I've shared this story, so I'll, I'll be brief, but for some of you who haven't heard it, we, we go there that morning, and we, we head to the church at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's me and my dad, and we, we take a, a chair with us and an ice chest. We go sit in the line for the church. The church is up there probably about 1960, and we were about this far back in line. The line was from the street all the way back to right here. So we were kind of in the front part of the line because the line went all the way through the parking lot and down the neighborhood. So by 10 o'clock in the morning, this is how far back we were. Church started at 7 that night, okay? So we set our chairs down. We stayed. Man, people were praying in line. People were walking around in the parking lot praying, and I'm just like, wow, there's serious they're really praying people over here. And so we sat all day long in this line. And as it gets closer and closer to service time, you can see the parking lot's now full and people just, they disappear around the side, okay? That's how many people are there ready for service. They have overflows, so if you don't make it in the main sanctuary, you can make it in some of their other side buildings so that you can watch service on TV. Everybody gets healed. Everybody gets touched. I mean, it's incredible. So we, we know going into the service, everybody's going to get healed if you need healing. Everybody's going to get touched. It's going to be incredible. We start walking up to the doors. They open the doors at like 6 o'clock and start letting us in. We start going up to the doors, and they're telling us no backpacks, coolers, large bags, loud in the sanctuary. So people were taking them back to their vehicles and walking up. I mean, I'm like so giddy and antsy. We walk in, and as soon as you walk into this building, you just feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, nothing like I've ever felt or seen before in my life. And I was like, wow. We go up, and we sit kind of on the third row on, on this side. We're right in front of Lyndall Cooley's keyboard. 
the choir starts coming in. They're coming in one or two at a time from work. You can tell they're all coming just from work. They have their choir robes in their hand. They get there and they're lining up. They're putting their choir robes on. Lyndall Cooley walks out on stage. When he walks out on stage, I almost passed out. I was like, whoo, that's powerful. Because, I mean, this guy, he's produced some of the greatest praise and worship songs Songs that we're singing all the time. <laughs> he walks out on stage. He gets to the keyboard and he goes, okay, here we go. Dun, and they go, oh, and he goes, tap, dun, dun, oh, dun, dun. And I'm like, whoa, they're the greatest choir ever I've ever heard. And I mean, I got goosebumps. I mean, worship starts. I'm bawling. I'm getting saved over and over. I got saved like 45 times during worship. I'm like, save me again. Save me again, God. Save me again. Leave my pants. Save my pants, God. Save my shirt. Save my shoes. Save every. I mean, it was just such a powerful moment. And, and if you remember me telling this, I, I remember looking at my dad going, this is the most powerful thing. God is so great. God is so amazing here. And my dad told me, he said, God is no different here than he is at home. God is no different at our church, at camp, and wherever, because I'm thinking Florida is it, the Panhandle of Florida. Right there, God is hovering there. Why are we in Texas? God's not in Texas. Right? That's what I'm thinking. And he tells me that God, the same God, is where I'm at. And I'm like, I don't think so. It's different. It's a little different God. Maybe his younger brother or the God substitute or something. But it's not the God. You know, that God is not there. And he said, the difference is your expectancy. Your expectation all day, you expected something was going to happen. And so God's there. He's just waiting. And that's what I was thinking is why? Why do we ever walk into the house of God and not expect God to meet you right where you're at? Why would we ever walk in with a problem and then carry that problem right back out? Why would we walk in with a broken home, broken marriages, bad relationships with our kids, unforgiveness in our heart, and carry that crap right back out? Why? Why? There's got to be an expectancy that God's going to do something incredible. And when we come in this place, having an expectancy allows God to manifest that expectancy in your life. You say, God, I need money. I need money for bills. I need money to pay my bills. When you have an expectancy, God says, I'm not going to pay your bills. I'm going to bring you out of debt. I'm going to bring you completely out. God, I need a new job. God says, I'm not going to give you a job. I'm going to give you a business. I'm going to make you own a business. God, I need healing for this headache. God says, I'm not going to heal your headache. I'm going to remove a tumor. God, I just need healing. My knee hurts. My, I'm going to restore the years that the devil has stolen from you. I'm going to give it back to you. We have to have an expectancy that God's going to do something. And we, we walk in this place, and it's just church as usual. We're going to walk right back out. We're never going to be satisfied. we got to find a new church next week. we got to find a new pastor next month because nothing's satisfying me because I have no expectancy. Have you ever known those people that no matter where they go, they're never going to be pleased? I'm talking about restaurants, work. They get a new job. Oh, this is the great job. God gave me this. And then a month later, they're like, oh, I hate my boss, my boss. Then you're never going to please them. We got those same people. I mean, they, most of them probably left by now, but <laughs> they've been here, right? When we lose our expectancy, we've lost everything. 
Okay? If you don't have an expectancy for God to do something, I promise you, I am not the kind of guy that is man enough, strong enough, knows enough to be able to feed you the way I need to feed you every week if you have no expectation of God. Okay? Our praise and worship team, they practice. Andy Bonilla is one of the most talented musicians I've ever heard in my life. Let me tell you something. He cannot minister to you on Sundays if you have no expectation of God to do anything. It's going to get old eventually because there's actually better musicians in Houston than Eddie. What? (laughs) Can you imagine that there are people that are more talented. So if you're just looking for that, you're going to go bounce, 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 and you're going to never be satisfied. There's always going to be something. Until you put an expectation of God, when you put an expectation of God on something, everything, everything shifts and changes. In Joshua chapter 6, Joshua had an expectation. God says, here's what you're going to do. You're going to march around this city. You're going to get the army together, and they're going to march. You're going to have the priests at the front. We're going to march. You're going to march around the city one day, and you're going to march around the second day, and third day, and fourth day. And on the seventh day, he says, you're going to march around seven times, and you're not going to say a word the whole time. And on the seventh time, the seventh day, you're going to march around, and you're going to shout for the Lord has given you the city. You know what happened? Just like Eric, Joshua got an expectation. God told me he's going to do something. And if God told me he's going to do something, you know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be obedient. And so Joshua took his people and they marched one day. You know, you know human nature. At some point, Joshua's got to go, man, I hope God. I I hope you're for real. I mean, we're talking a city. I walked around, I played golf Friday, and then I walked around the Houston Shell Open. And then yesterday I had the longest day of my life in mini T-ball in Crosby. My knee is so swollen and I'm hurting so bad, I can't imagine walking around the city. I can't imagine walking around this building. Joshua takes his people and they walk around one day, two day, three days, four day, five, day six, day seven. Joshua says, that morning he gets them up and he says, we're doing seven times. Don't say a word. And on the seventh time, I'm going to give the signal. When I do, you shout. Shout, because God has given us the city. They march around one, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. Joshua gets the signal. They shout, and the Bible says the walls came crumbling down. He gave them the city. There was an expectation that manifested itself. Isn't that incredible? Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had an expectation. They were being challenged by King Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, we're not going to bow. We, we, we honor you. We respect you. We served you, king. But now you're asking us to cross the line. We can't bow. God somehow is going to deliver us out of this situation. We don't know how he's going to do it, but we can't bow. King Nebuchadnezzar throws them into the fire. They had an expectation that God was going to touch their life somehow, some way. King Nebuchadnezzar looks. He says, I see Shadrach. I see Meshach. I see Abednego. And he says, what? The fourth one looks like that God manifested himself in the middle of the fire. And he brought their expectation to life. If you don't have an expectation, you're just going to be walking around in a fire. And it might not be as hot as you think it is. But you're going to stay in the fire. King, 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah had an expectation. He's facing all the prophets of Baal. And he has this expectation. He tells them, he says, you know what? Let's stop playing these games anymore. You build an altar, I build an altar. You call to your God, I call to my God. They built an altar, 350 plus, their families, everybody's there. And, and they're begging their God, oh, come on, the God of nature. 
and he's not producing fire. And, and Elijah starts mocking him and says, maybe he's asleep. Maybe your God's on vacation. Maybe your God's taking a nap or something. Maybe you should scream louder. They start screaming louder. Nothing happens. Elijah, the Bible says, he goes off by himself and he says, God, I pray right now that you begin to send fire out of heaven because show them that you are the real true God. He had an expectation. You want to know how I know he had an expectation? He put water on the fire. I've built a few fires in my lifetime, and I've never used water, okay? In fact, I use things that have not seen water in a long time, okay? I try to find wood that has not seen water in a long time, because you, the drier, the better. Elijah says, build me an altar, and he fills up this altar, and then he says, now pour water on it. And he tells them, pour more, 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 and they keep pouring barrels and barrels of water. He must have an expectation, because my expectation is that that's not going to light. And he prays this prayer, and fire comes down from heaven. This expectation is manifested right before his eyes. David and Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17. David, he goes out, this little kid, he goes out and he's facing Goliath. And Goliath mocks him and he says, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? You send a boy? You send a kid to do a man's work? And David looks at him and he says, he says, you come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come at you in the name of the Lord of the armies of Israel. Thank you for listening to the Exchange Church Podcast. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for the Exchange Church Houston. If you would like to give to The Exchange Church, you can go to our website at IamTheExchange.com and look for the red button in the top right corner labeled Give Online.